Hello and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen to this message, it helps you grow closer to God and inspires you to live like Jesus. Thanks for listening. Here's the message. And, uh, but hey, these are exciting times here at Destiny Church. God is moving. God is doing something at our church in this place. And I believe um, some exciting things are in store for us. And, uh, you know, this summer I enjoyed one service. I love it. And uh, I'm going to talk to you in just a minute about how we're going to do that again soon. But I love one service. I love cramming everybody into one room and worshiping together and literally making room for God and for people. And uh, But we do that in the summer for our team, for our volunteers, for all of you, so everybody can refresh and recharge. Used to, I tried to fight summer and then we just finally said, you know what, let's not fight it. Let's just go along with it. And uh, we know people are going to be traveling and it just kind of, it allows our team to kind of take a breath, our volunteers. But now it's time to get back to work. It's time to grow, and we have grown this summer. We've gained several new families this summer, and uh, but it's time to get busy. And what I want to do today is I want to share some vision with you all. I want to share some vision. The next Sunday, we're kicking off a new series that I am beyond excited about. It's called Little Foxes. And this series, I've been kind of working on it for several months. I get the idea from Song of Solomon chapter 2 verse 15 that says the little foxes are running the vineyards catch them for the grapes are all in blossom now we're not gonna this is not a series about a winery just so everybody is clear Um, but Hudson Taylor says this of the little foxes these are enemies that ruin our relationship with Jesus the enemies may be small but the mischief done is great and how numerous the little foxes are little compromises with the world disobedience to the still small voice and the little things, little indulgences of the flesh that neglect our calling, little strokes of policy, doing evil in the little things that good may come and the beauty and the fruitfulness of the vines are sacrificed. I I just want to encourage you, don't miss this series. I believe it's going to be a life-changing series for all of us. We're going to deal with some hard-hitting issues and um, I think it's going to stir your hearts. So I want to encourage you, don't miss it. Um, I know you can watch online, but you know, and, and I'm so thankful for online, but there's something about being in the room. You know, you can't, you can't like make a friendship online. You know, there's something powerful about being in the room. Biblical community happens in the room. And this is where friendships are made. The presence of God is here. And like I said, I'm thankful for online, but man, when you can be in the building, don't use online as a sacrifice, all right? Get in the building, get in the room and uh, feel the presence of the Lord. But before we get to that series, what I wanna do is I wanna share some vision with you guys. Proverbs 29, 18 says this, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. The Amplified Bible says it this way, where there is no vision, no revelation from God and his word, the people are unrestrained. I knew from the beginning of the year that I was gonna talk about vision on this Sunday. I I lay out my calendar for the year and there's many spots that are blank as I allow the Lord just to kind of direct where we're going with our services and with our sermon series and all of that. But I knew that I was gonna cast vision on this Sunday. And since early January, I've had several thoughts running through my mind 
concerning vision, even for my own family and for this church and where we're going. And some of the things I'm gonna share with you today, I've shared with our church in the past. And I'll be honest, I've hesitated um, in the past to share old vision, you might say. Because I had the mentality that if God gave me a vision for a specific year, and every year the Lord lays things out of my heart and I cast kind of vision where we're going for a year. And I, and I feel like if the Lord, my mentality has always been, if the Lord gives me vision for a year, it's for that year. And he's gonna make the way smooth and he's gonna make it come to pass. But as I've reflected back, there are many things over the last 16 years that we've been a church that Tasha and I and our staff have had vision on and dreams on, but they haven't yet happened. And there's many of those things. And for a while, I was, I've been ashamed at that. I was upset, not so much at God, but more at myself than anything. Because I felt like, did I fail? Did we fail? Had we done something wrong as a church? But then our series we just finished, and every sermon series we do here at Destiny Church, I don't just preach to you, I preach to myself. And the series we just finished on the book of Habakkuk, when we talked about even though it really opened my eyes, Habakkuk chapter two, verse three, we're gonna put it back on the screen here. But it says, for revelation, for vision waits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and it will not prove false. And this line here says, though it linger, though it linger. Did you know that not vision doesn't always happen just like that? It doesn't. This made me realize that I didn't fail in 2014 when I cast vision for the church and we didn't see it come to pass. We didn't fail. We didn't necessarily do something wrong, but in 16 years, I'll tell you, we have done some things wrong. We have led some wrong ways. We have made some wrong decisions, but it was always trying to do the right thing. But this has caused me to realize that vision takes time. Vision is not always immediate. Sometimes it lingers. Sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes God has a different agenda than the success of our vision. Sometimes, quite often, I've come to discover God takes the long view. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's like, God, you told me. Sometimes God takes the long view. Sometimes God uses setbacks. Sometimes God uses disappointments. And sometimes God uses opposition. Any of you ever faced opposition? But sometimes God uses that to accomplish his purpose. Sometimes God uses that to accomplish his vision. So I want everyone to catch this right here. This is something the Lord revealed to me kind of this week. I, I see, like I said, I sometimes see things the Lord shows me in pictures. But the norm when it comes to vision isn't, how many of you know what a graph chart is? It's like, you know, things go up. The norm when it comes to vision isn't always straight up and to the right. You know, if you look at a graph and the, talking about success, that's what a successful graph would look like, right? Well, a vision from the Lord, the graph would look sometimes like this. And then sometimes it dies inside of us. And that's what the Lord does. Sometimes the Lord uses the death of your dream and the death of your vision so that he can accomplish his dream and his vision. And listen, sometimes we get excited. God gives the vision, we get excited. And then it doesn't happen how we expect it. And then oftentimes what happens with vision is when it's not happening as quick as, it is, as we want it to, even like Habakkuk says, though it linger, wait for it. Sometimes we stop waiting. 
And sometimes we allow the dream that God put in our heart, we allow that dream to die. But listen, if you'll stay faithful, if you'll stay faithful even in those seasons when it seems like the Lord isn't moving on your behalf, God will resurrect that dream and that vision. And I say all of that to you to say today, number one, some of you have some dreams and some vision even in your own life that you feel like you've been waiting and waiting and waiting for it to be accomplished. You've been waiting for it to happen, but it doesn't always happen. I want to tell you, keep waiting. Remain faithful. What God put in you, He is faithful to perform. And I also say that for Destiny Church, what God put in my heart, what God put in Tasha's heart, what God put in our church. He is faithful to do it. If we remain faithful, if we remain steadfast, God will do what He said that He will do. So some of the vision I'm going to share with you today, I'll admit, some of it died inside of me. Some of it I thought it will never happen. God, I missed it. I failed. But God has resurrected many of those dreams and many of those visions inside of me. And I'm going to reshare some of that with you today. Today, but also I'm going to bring some of it new to you. But all of what I'm going to share today, all of it's from God. Every single bit. This isn't something that I sat around and said, what crazy things can I come up with? All of this is God. And today what I'm doing is I'm inviting every single one of you in the room and both services and those that watch online today and those that watch online and even in the weeks to come. I invite every single one of you to join Tasha and I and our team and from both campuses, we invite you in on this incredible ride because I believe 100% that God is getting ready to do something fresh and new at Destiny Church. I believe our best days are not behind us, they are ahead of us. But something I need you to hear, something I want you to hear today. Vision that God gives a church isn't just for the pastor to accomplish. Vision that God gives the church isn't just for the pastor and his wife or those who are really committed to accomplish. This dream is for every single one of us. This vision is for every single one of us. God needs us. God needs you. God needs me. We all play a part. God has called every single one of us to see this vision accomplished. But not only that, this church needs you. This city needs you. This region needs you. This world needs us. Now is the time, Destiny Church. That's one of the things I kept hearing the Lord say, now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time. You know, Eric, when I was thinking about that, I remember even talking to you when you began to run for, for the House of Representatives in the United States. I remember that Lord whispered in my heart that now is the time. And I believe that's a word that the Lord even has for our church. And now is the time that the Lord is trying to raise up churches and men and women who stand up for what's right, men and women who believe in what God has called them to do. The days of being passive and idle are behind us. Now is our time, Destiny Church. It's time to step up. It's time to stop playing church. It's time to get busy. It's time to get to work, all right? And this is my challenge to us today. And at the end, I'm gonna give every, every single one of you an opportunity to respond to this. But now's our time. It's time to get back to work. Let's pray. Jesus, I come before you and I'll ask you in these next few moments, would you just kind of speak in this room? Would you give me clarity? Lord, I know you've put this in my heart, but Lord, could I speak it clearly today? Could I lay out what you're speaking to Destiny Church clearly? Could Lord, would you excite all of our hearts? Would you stir all of our hearts to, to jump fully on board with this, Jesus? We love you. We thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Before I share vision, let me take you backwards just a little bit. In 2008 and 2009, Destiny Church was really struggling. We were just over two years old. We had big dreams. 
and we had big vision and uh, we had just moved into this building and I was so, one, so thankful for that. And, and uh, for those of you that are new here, this building didn't used to look like this. We used to, church used to fit from that wall to this pole, there was a wall. And this was our church. And a set of stairs came down the middle, right there in the middle of our church. And our sound men sat under the stairs. And it was just the weirdest configuration. But when you had been setting up and tearing down for 97 straight services, you had a building that you didn't have to set up and tear down. We were excited. But we were just over two years old. We had just moved into this building. We had big dreams, big vision. And I can tell you beyond the shadow of a doubt, Tasha and I knew that God had called us to this city. I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that God has still called us to this city. But man, we were struggling. It was one of those seasons where some of you have probably been there where the vision was lingering a little bit too long. Have you ever been there? It's like, okay, Lord, it's lingering. You know, it's lingering. But we were offering at the time what I thought were pretty powerful services. And for the most part, I think our services have always been a little bit, have been powerful. But in the beginning, maybe they were a little bit too long, you know. Um, we had some pretty long services, but we had good worship. I'm partial to this, but I think we had pretty good preaching. We had good altar times. We had good kids ministry. And I'll say this, we had a youth ministry. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call our student ministry back in the day a good student ministry, but we had one. That was really it. In the beginning days of Destiny Church, we were a Sunday morning church, really. That's really all we were. We had a little bit happening on Wednesday nights, but nothing else. We had... We had no life groups. We had no um, biblical community to speak of, um, no outreach. And without saying it from the beginning or even realizing it, our mentality at Destiny Church in the first two years was us four and no more. We didn't want it to be that way. That wasn't what we set out to do. And I'm not pointing fingers and I'm not blaming anyone. But those of us who were in leadership at Destiny Church in the beginning, we were raised in a certain church culture and that was the church culture we knew and that's what we were doing. We knew that the Lord had called us to do something fresh. We knew the Lord had called us to do something new in this city, um, but we were trying to do something new in old wineskins and it just wasn't working. So in 2009, um, I went to my first art conference. Jason and I went to our first art conference. The next year, Tasha and I went, but the first one, Jason and I went. It was in Birmingham, Alabama, and at this conference, I met a man by the name of Dino Rizzo, who has since become one of my heroes in ministry. And uh, maybe you've heard of him. He speaks at James River quite often. And, uh, but Dino is truly a hero to me. Uh, I love and admire him so much. I actually called him yesterday and told him all of this. Our church really is alive today because of Dino. Not just what he spoke in 2009, but in the past 10 years or so, I've called him up many a times and said, I quit. And he said, no, you don't. Let's talk through it. And we've walked through it. I've drove to him and I've sat in his office and said, I don't think I can do this anymore. And he said, yes, you can. And he's just, and he's just always been that guy that's just believed in me and pushed me. And, uh, but my first time I ever met him, I heard him talking about something called Servolution. We've done Servolution here at our church, but Servolution was something his church in Louisiana was doing. 
And, uh, and I was sitting in a session and I heard him tell story after story of things that his church had done for their community. And I heard him talk about their heart for missions. He's actually the reason we are in Africa. I didn't know this till a few years after we had went. My first trip to Africa, um, I was invited along with Pastor Jason to go to Zimbabwe by a man by the name of Ben Rogers. Well, Ben Rogers had been told by Dino Rizzo, hey, there's this crazy couple in Republic, Missouri that planted a church in the Bible Belt. I think they're just crazy enough to go to Zimbabwe. I didn't know that, but he's the one that kind of initiated that conversation. So we're in Africa today, really because of an invite from him. But he told multiple stories, but the two stories he told that impacted me the most were his stories about what his church did during Hurricane Katrina. And many of you will remember Hurricane Katrina. But he told story after story. They were tragic, they were touching, and I was sitting in the front row, and I I remember tears dropping off my face and hitting the little notebook that the ark had given me to take notes in. And I had, no, I had tears dripping on those pages as he told stories about what his church did in Hurricane Katrina. One such story touched my heart about a little girl who came up as they were closing down one day, they were, they had, they were done serving and they were, they'd served for 12, 14 straight hours. And they're like, we need to, our team needs to go to bed. And this family pulls in and he said, you could tell they were now living in their car. And this little girl got out of her car and she had a diaper that was below her knees. He said, you could tell she hadn't changed, they hadn't changed her diaper in days. And they got out and they said, do you have any diapers? Do you have anything? We have nothing. It's all flooded. And he said, I remember the Lord just gripped my heart and said, why are you shutting down? And, and I remember that story. And then the second story that he told that really touched me, that really helped to shape me and Destiny Church more than anything. And I've shared this story before and I'm getting there. I'm, I'm sharing the past so I can share with you where we're going. But it was a story he told about his church in the early years. They, like Destiny Church, were struggling to make it. They were meeting in a little storefront as a church. It had a worship center, a lobby, and one and a little classroom for kids and one bathroom, one hole, one toilet that everybody used, whether you were adults or kids, men or women, everybody used this bathroom. And he said it was right at the front of the building. And one Sunday morning as he was walking into church, as I would do in our early days, and I'm, now I'm thankful for guys like Elliot. I, I got here early this morning and he beat me, you know? And, uh, but used to, I, was, I would get to the church earlier than anybody and I would turn everything on. But now we have a team like Elliot and Joe that get here oftentimes way before me and get it all turned on. Um, but Dino said he went to his church um, to get the church ready for people, to turn the lights on, to turn the air on. And he had no staff, no janitor, no nothing um, on payroll. And it reminds me, when I was thinking of this story, it reminds me of our early days at Destiny Church when this was just our worship center and my office was right out here and I had, we had no staff, um, nobody on payroll but me. And I don't even think at that point in time I was on payroll, but um, that's why we drove a bus and ref basketball and everything we could just to make ends meet as a church. And I would come into the office and, and, uh, and work and study and I was sitting in my office and remember nobody's here and I'm mouse ran through my office and, uh, and I jumped on my desk and you can make fun of me all you want to, but I do not like mice. I hate them. They terrify me. I don't know why, but they do. I'm just always afraid one's going to dart up my pant leg. So anyway, so that's, but I'm terrified of mice. And I remember standing on my desk thinking, what am I going to do? There's nobody here to get that killer mice, mouse away from me. But anyway, when I was reading, when I was thinking back on these stories, uh, I was thinking about that. But as Dino was checking on his lights and getting everything ready, he noticed the lone toilet in their building was clogged, unable to flush. 
And so he said, I looked for a plunger and there wasn't one. And he said, I looked for someone to unclog it and I realized I was that someone. So he did the only thing he knew he could do and he stuck his hand in the toilet. And he said, and I'll never forget it. He said, with my hand in human mess, literally up to my elbows, he said, the Lord spoke to me. And I remember at this point in time, I'm kind of a blubbering mess because the Lord is convicting me and challenging me. And he said, the Lord spoke to him and said, Dino, if you'll keep your hand in the mess of people's lives, I'll bless your ministry. And I'll tell you, back in 2009, that hit me hard and I was convicted because Destiny Church wasn't doing that. I wish to say that we were, but we weren't. Destiny Church, we created a church that we hoped people would come to us, but we weren't going to our church, to our world. So I came back from that conference and I remember Jason and I talked there and I came back and sat down with Tasha and a little bit of a team that we did have and we started sharing our dream and our vision of serving our community and as I said, we started driving a bus, um, a school bus. I remember one of the reasons I drove a school bus is so I could see the needs but we met with the superintendent of schools. We met with city leaders and we tried to find out what the needs were from our city and from that point in time in 2009, we set out to make a difference. And from that point forward, Destiny Church has had a heart to serve this city. Again, we've had our ups, we've had our downs. The graph hasn't always pointed up and to the right, but at our core, this has been the heart of Destiny Church and it remains our heart today to serve our community. And from 2009 until now, we've served our cities, we've served our schools, we've served this nation, we've sent people. When there was a hurricane in Texas, we sent people. When there was a tornado in Joplin, we sent people. We've been there for our nation. We've been there for our world in big ways. And honestly, when I reflect back on it, some of the things we've done in the last 16 years blows me away. Seven years ago this week, we launched a new campus in Marshfield. This week, seven years ago. We've done things like Servolution and Operation Backpack, where we've served hundreds of thousands of people, free haircuts and groceries and eggs and, and uh, backpacks and school supplies. And I mean, anything and everything you can think of. We've done one sole purpose, where we give away school uh, shoes to every school in our community. I'm gonna talk more about that in just a minute. We've partnered with Ozarks Food Harvest, where we give away uh, free groceries every single month. We've built... As a church, we've built houses and classrooms. We've built an entire church building in Africa. We've given away, I remember one time, Jason had somebody call him and said, hey, we have this orphanage in Haiti that needs some mattresses. And Jason came to me and said, I feel like we're supposed to do it. We as a church took up an offering and we gave away uh, mattresses to Haiti, to an orphanage in Haiti. I remember when a fire struck an apartment building here in Republic. The Lord just, I drove by it one day and I remember I said, man, that's too bad. And the Lord said, what are you gonna do about it? And I said, nothing. He said, why? I said, because we don't know what to do. And he said, go meet the apartment owner. And I walked in and she started crying. She said, I knew Destiny Church would be here. And we serve so much stuff to those people in those apartments. We've given missionaries money and add it all up. If you were to add up all that we've given as a church, all that you've given as people, all the kids we've sponsored, I figured it out this week with everything we've done, there's over a million dollars in the last 16 years, probably upwards of 1.5 to $2 million that we've given as a church in the last 16 years. And all that's amazing. And it'd be real easy to sit back and say, look at all we've done. And I'll tell you, there's a tendency when you've done a lot to sit back and say, we've accomplished it. But I have to say, all that we've done only serves to convict me and challenge me to do more. There are more people to be reached. The harvest is greater than it's ever been greater than it's ever been. 
I mean, just, you know, just as we, and you guys don't hear me talk about TV and politics a whole lot, and you don't hear me saying, you know, like protest something, and I'm not saying to protest this, but I do think that we as Christians need to stand up when organizations like Disney are releasing TV shows called The Little Demon about Satan coming to the United States, coming to the world and sleeping with a woman and she birthing the Antichrist and Disney is releasing films like that. It is sickening. I'll tell you this much. My family, we canceled our subscription to Disney and we've always been a Disney family. We've always loved Disney, but I'm just telling you when they begin to go that way, we are gonna go the other way. And it's time, the only, somebody asked me a while back, how are we gonna change the world? Christians have gotta stand up. And I'm just telling you, we can't blend in. We can't be tolerant. We got to stand up and we got to use the pulpit that God has given us to stand up and to speak up. And that's what I'm doing even today. And the world is in need of the church more than ever before. Less people than ever before go to church today than at any point in time in history in America. Less people serve Jesus than ever before. Now is not the time for Destiny Church to stop and sit back and rest on our laurels. Now is more than ever before. Now is our time to step up. Now is our time to take it up a notch. Serve more, do more, love more, reach more, go more. That is what God is calling us to. So with all of that being said, and that is our foundation, let me break down our vision for you in the next few moments for the next few minutes here in three parts. Number one, within our walls. Number two, the vision for our city. And number three, the vision for our world. And I just want to break this down into you in three parts. Number one, within our world, before we, within our walls. And you know, a few weeks ago, Pastor Steve and Brooke resigned and uh, they are um, on vacation this week. They'll be back in the next couple of weeks and they'll still be around. But um, we have been searching for a student pastor since they came and spoke to us. And actually when they resigned, we had already, we had already started making plans to, for this next move. And uh, so I want to show you guys a video introducing you to our next student pastor. We got it. Good morning, Destiny Church. How are you? For those of you all who don't know me, I am Pastor Ed Anderson, and this is my one and only lady, Pastor Tanya. Good morning, Destiny Church. And my old middle son, excuse me, Solomon. Good morning, y'all. And this is my youngest son, Micah. Good morning. And in his absence, we also have an older son, Isaiah, who is missing from the picture because he's a United States Marine. We're so excited about joining you guys. We We're so excited about what God is going to be doing in Destiny Church. We can't wait to come there and be a part of the Destiny family. That is our new student pastors. They are executive student pastor and executive over discipleship. And you're going to hear more about discipleship in just a moment. But we didn't just bring them on the team. I want to have a young couple stand up in the back. I won't bring him up front because he's running live stream sound today. But this is Austin and Celeste. They are also joining our team. And they've been serving with Stephen Brooke. And they are actually going to be our middle school pastors. And so they're going to be serving along with Pastor Ed and Tanya. And we've got an incredible team. We believe that God has brought them together and going to do something in such a time as this. So get around, say hey to Austin and Celeste. And then Ed and Tanya will be here in the end of September, 1st of October. Um, their son is a Marine and he got leave. And so they had to stay where they were for him to get that leave. And then they had a cruise as a couple for their wedding anniversary that they just had to go on. They couldn't cancel. But anyway, so they'll be with us. 
us here in a few weeks and you'll get to meet them. So that was the first thing I wanted to share with you guys today, all right? But we're talking about vision within our walls and I'm gonna go through this as quickly as I can. But one of the things we're gonna do, part of our vision, this whole thing centers around serving is we wanna serve our volunteers better. I want every single person in this church that volunteers in one capacity or another to stand to your feet. I want every volunteer to stand to your feet. Look at me. And I'm not doing this to put people that don't volunteer on the spot. This is not that at all. But I want to say thank you to every one of you who volunteer. Let's give it up for everybody who volunteers. We could not do, you guys can be seated. We could not do what we do without you guys. In fact, we have um, sat down as a staff. We've been trying to figure out how can we honor our volunteers better. And uh, so we're going to actually, we have called November from this point forward. November is Volunteer Appreciation Month at Destiny Church. And beginning in November, every Sunday in November, we are gonna honor specific volunteers, entire teams. We have something special planned for you guys this November. We can't wait. And then even next year, we're gonna throw volunteer parties and stuff like that. But we want you guys to know from the very bottom of our hearts, we could not do what we do without you. And so part of our heart here moving forward is we want to do a better job of taking care of our volunteers. But speaking of our volunteers, I want to encourage all of you, if you aren't volunteering, if you aren't serving at Destiny Church, why not? Because this is what we are called to do. This isn't something we just add on. As believers, as Christians, we are called to serve Others. In fact, our vision for Destiny Church is that we would all serve one and worship one. Meaning, all of you, we, our heart is that all of you that call this place home would commit to serve a service and worship a service. We don't want to be consumers only. We don't want to just sit in our seats and go home. Listen to me, this is your church. This is our church. This is our home. You give. You, you make a difference here. This is your home, this is your church. We wanna do the best we can do to serve every single person that God has called us to reach in this city and every single person that walks through the doors of this church. So we need every single person doing their part. At Destiny Church, we wanna be, all of us wanna be contributors. In fact, that's one of our core values. We give, we contribute. We are generous with our time, our talent, and our treasure. That's, just not, that's not just something we put on the wall to have some graphic on there. It really is who we are. We want to be generous. It's who we're called to be. And we used to preach, serve one and worship one, and we got away from that language. And today I wanted to bring that language back. And I want to prayerfully can ask you to consider that you would serve one and worship one. What do I mean by that? Serve as a family together with your kids. Serve a service and then worship the next service. Or worship a service and then serve. And I'm not saying do that every week, though I'm thankful for those that serve every week. You guys blow me away, your generosity. Week after week, some of you are here service after service. And I mean, your generosity just blows me away. Well, we, our heart at Destiny Church is that you would at least serve once a month or twice a month. Serve one and worship one. And, uh, and let's do that. Another big thing that I'm asking you to do, a part of this vision is we ask you to invest and invite. And I have an article here that I don't wanna go into a lot of it for sake of time, but I, for years, people would come to church and people were looking for church. And there were signs on the building that was everyone's welcome. Guess what? People aren't just walking through the doors of churches anymore. Less people walk through the doors of a church than ever before. It's who we are. It's the world we're living in. COVID did some of that. It exposed some of that. But less people are walking through the doors than ever before. Churches are smaller in number than they have ever been in years in the past. And, uh, but I, I read this. They said this. In Las Vegas, Nevada, only 14% of Las Vegans read the Bible and believe in its 
accurate principles. Yet there's thriving churches, but there's one church in particular called Central Church who Tasha and I, before we planted Destiny, that we were invited to be on staff at that church. But they have eight locations of over 20,000 people in attendance at their church. But it says this, they don't fill up because people are looking for a church to attend. Almost no one in Vegas is looking for a church to attend on a Sunday. Churches like Central fill up because Christians invite their friends. And the end of this article, it says this, in the future, the only way non-Christians are gonna keep showing up at our churches is personal invites. Destiny Church, I believe that if we're gonna move forward as a church, every one of us need to invest and invite. We need to invest in our church by serving and we need to invite people into the church. We want to, another big thing that we want to do, this is some old vision that I'm bringing to you, is we want to develop leaders at Destiny Church. We need more leaders, more pastors, more worship pastors, more youth pastors, more kids pastors. Listen to me, why? Because we want to launch more campuses. I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. But one of the things I want you guys to know today, when we've talked about vision in the past at Destiny Church, and I know some of you are probably thinking, what's the ask? What are you going to ask for us? Where's the ushers? Where are you going to take my money? Today, we're not asking you for money. Today, I'm showing you the money we're giving. In fact, as a church, we committed this year, um, our son, Makai, went to Church of the Highlands and they gave him a full ride scholarship this year to come there in ministry. But we fell in love with that place and their heart to develop leaders. And so as a church, we sit down with our management team, our board, and we talked and we, and we sit down with an executive level team and we made a decision that we're giving Church of the Highlands, that college, $10,000 a year to invest in leaders. Why? Because we don't have a college, but they do. And so we thought, you know what? Let's invest in that college that is raising up men and women of God and we'll, and we'll reap some of that. Some of that we're gonna invest in students that we'll never meet. And so that $10,000 is going to scholarship students. But the cool thing is, is when we give $10,000, Church of the Highlands matches it to 7,500. So our, our donation now is the equivalent of seventy. $17,500 a year. And so we're scholarshiping students. We actually have two students this year that have sent Tasha and I a video thanking us for their donation. Both of them said, I didn't know how I was gonna make it this year, but your donation as a church made it possible for me to go to school. But one of the things we're doing, and this is what I'm excited to introduce to you guys, is one of the things I worked out with Church of the Highlands is I said, hey, we have students that we wanna raise up in ministry and leadership. And so they said, hey, if you have students in your church that have a heart for ministry, you, with that money, you can scholarship one or two Destiny Church students every year to go to school here for free or take a big chunk of their money out. So I want you to hear me. If you have a student, if you have a son or a daughter that has a heart for ministry, and that's what we're hoping to raise up, come see us. We want to help you go to Church of the Highlands. Why? Not so you go there and stay, but so you go there and come back, all right? Why? Because we want to raise up more leaders. And so that's one of the things we're doing as a church. Another big thing we have vision for, and we're working on it. We've been working on this for several months as a staff in 2023. It's really going to be centered on this, but we want to be real intentional about discipleship. We believe that the only, one of the most important things we're called to do as believers is disciple people. What did Jesus tell us to do? Go and make, yeah, it's not a trick verse. It's, it's a pretty common one. Go and make what? It didn't say go and make churchgoers. 
It didn't even say go and make Christians, though we know that's part of our call, but we're to go and make disciples. And so Destiny Church, we're gonna do a better job in the rest of this year and next year in making disciples, all right? So that's just a couple of the things that we want to see happening here at Destiny Church. And last but not least is just as the last song today, and that was an intentional song on my part today, is part of our vision moving forward to Destiny Church is we wanna continue to make room for Jesus. Listen, we can serve each other and we can serve our volunteers and we can serve our community, but if we don't make room for Jesus, we're just a 501c3 charitable organization. What separates us from other people is that we make room for Jesus and that we love Jesus. And so we're gonna continue to make room for Jesus. We're gonna, we're gonna make more room for prayer. We're gonna make more room for prayer and fasting. We're gonna have more worship nights. We're, gonna, we're hungry for revival, so we're gonna make room for Jesus, all right? Third thing, and this is where I start, is the second thing is we're gonna uh, make room for, um, our vision is for our community. The first thing I want to share with you about our communities here is this, this should really, this could really fit into any of the, all, all the categories I'm going to talk to you, but I, I put this one here because I believe it'll have major impact on our community of Republic as well as surrounding ones. And that's our new building. And we haven't talked to you guys about it, um, in a while, but most of you know, that uh, last year we bought 20 acres of land here in Republic and we have since paid that land off. We are debt-free on that land. We don't, we, um, we don't owe on this building. We hired an architect and we hope to have renderings um, of a new building by the end of this year, the first of next year that we will begin to show you. But why did I put this part here? Why did I talk about within our four walls or why did I put this part? Because Destiny Church, when we build this new building, it's not gonna be just a church building. We want it to be a destination spot for our city. And so we are actually partnering with our city and we're gonna have walking trails that connect to um, um, Wilson's Creek and biking trails. We're gonna have a volleyball court there, a sand volleyball. We're gonna have spike ball. We're gonna have a prayer area there. One of the things um, that um, I think it was Pastor Jason that brought it and it just, when he said it, it just jumped in my heart. We wanna have an amphitheater there where we can have outdoor services, but even outdoor baptisms. It's gonna have a coffee shop. I know our coffee girls will be excited, but it's gonna be open every day of the week. We're gonna have a coffee shop. We're gonna have a playground. Why? We want a place where moms can come with their kids and drink coffee in a safe environment and watch their kids play. I want to have a community garden at our new building where people can come and get things from that garden and serve them. We want this to be a place our entire community can use, not just on Sundays. Yes, it's a place where we go to worship. Yes, it's a place where we go to church. Yes, it's a place where people are going to be saved. Yes, it's a place where people are going to be healed. But we want to be just as much a destination for the people in this community. And in the next six months or so, we are going to come to to you. And we're going to ask all of you to help us because this is going to cost a lot of money and it's going to take all of us and God beyond, right? But we're going to, we are, we do have some things. And so we're going to do that. But somebody says, well, what are we going to do with our current building? We're going to keep it. We're going to turn this into, for lack of a better words, and this isn't what we will call it, but this is my word for it for right now. We're going to turn it into a dream center. What are we, what's it going to be? This building is where we're going to run all of our outreaches out of. We're going to keep our outreaches here. Our student ministry is going to be here. It's going to be a student center. We're going to open back up our student center on Wednesdays, at least for students. We're going to have a food pantry. It's going to be bigger and better. We're going to have a clothing pantry. We want to have a job bank here. I want to have a place. I don't want to just give people a handout. I want to give them a hand up. And so we want to have a place here where people can come and sign up for 
jobs and learn how to work. We don't have a place for single moms to find hope. I want to possibly have one of the things that we've been talking about and we know that it's probably necessary is we'd love to have a Christian school in our city. Maybe we could use this building. Whatever we can do, whatever resource we can offer our city, we want to offer it. And so that's what this building is going to be. And so guess what? With all of that, with, our, with, our, with the footprint we're going to have in this city, God's going to allow us to make a huge difference. Another thing that's part of our vision, and this is old, we haven't talked about it in a while, but it's time to launch some new campuses as a church. And Tasha and I have actually been talking to one specific couple that doesn't go to church here, that we've been talking to them about launching a new campus. And I want to say to you, if you have a heart for ministry and you have a heart for a city, and God has been speaking to you about pastoring a church, we want to know that. If you're watching online, we want to know. We want to launch more campuses. Our heart is 10 total campuses at Destiny Church, and, and, um, and we want to see in the next three to five years another two to three launched, all right? And, um, and the other part of our vision that you guys, I want you guys to know what we're doing here. We, um, I was driving down the road just a few weeks ago, and um, I, you guys know I love watching the Cardinals and Chiefs launch today, go Chiefs. But anyway, um, I heard the Cardinals, they hit, like a, they hit a double, they turned a double play or something and somebody said, that's another $99 for such and such. And I thought, man, why aren't we doing things like that for our schools? Why don't we give money every time they hit a home run or score a touchdown? So we called our schools and we're actually, Jason worked with them and we're partnering and we're giving for every touchdown our football team scores. So we want them to be a really good offense. And for every home run our softball team hits, for every home run our baseball team hits, for every, I, we don't know what we're gonna do for basketball yet, but we're working for, for every one of those they do this year, we're giving $20 to price tags at our school. And price tags is a, is a place that's out of price elementary for kindergarten through 12th grade. Students in Republic, if they need shoes, if they need clothes, if they need anything, Thing, they can come and give it. And our goal is at the end of the year, we're going to write them a five, six, seven thousand dollar check every year and say, hey, here's more resources to go. And you guys make that possible. So if you want to know what times what you're giving do, it's that. It's things like that. Your giving does things like that. And you're going to hear a little bit about, more about it in just a minute. And another big thing, another big vision. This is one I'm super excited about sharing with you guys. And we're going to need all of you to help with this one. We're going to do something this year called a Repmo Christmas. This is going to be big. Um, Jeff Ushery, stand to your feet. Jeff and I went to lunch a couple of weeks ago. Jeff is our former mayor here. You can be seated. People don't want to look at you that much. But anyway, but uh, Jeff, is our, Jeff is our former mayor of Republic. And uh, when he was uh, mayor of Republic, he started something called A Mayor's Christmas. And uh, people from the community would bring toys and they'd give it away to kids in need. And him and I were sitting down for lunch um, just a couple of weeks ago and we started talking and uh, we were like, man, I asked him, are you still doing that? And he said, yeah, we've turned it into something called a Repmo Christmas. And he had, I think from the community, 500 toys brought in last year that he gave away. And I said, man, let's make this bigger and better. And let's do how only Destiny Church can do it. And let's make this like an old school Servolution event. And so we're gonna bring that back. We're gonna do something called a Repmo Christmas. And we're gonna do something for every kid that we can serve. We're gonna partner with our organization with Ozark Food Harvest and partner with our schools. And we wanna serve as many kids as we can. And, and we're gonna provide toys for those family, those kids and their families. We want to give them a day here at the church where they come and they get to meet Santa and they're making cookies and they are, um, we're going to provide breakfast for them. We want this to be, this to be the biggest Christmas ever. We've already partnered with um, one of the main, main businesses here in town. We called them up and said, hey, we're going to do this. Would you provide cookies? And they said, we'll provide the cookies that you can do and decorate for everybody. And we're going to come to you guys as business owners. We're going to talk to businesses in our town. And we don't want to make this some small little Christmas. We want to make this the biggest, best Christmas that these families can get. Our goal is 
that these kids get three, four, five, six Christmas presents that they get to open under their trees. We'll do this in partnership with our angel tree. And uh, we believe it's gonna be huge. And we're gonna unveil more to this, more of this to you in the next few weeks. But I wanted to get this on your radars now. And so Tasha and Jeff, please, both of you stand up. Jeff, stand again. Tasha, stand. If you say, hey, Pastor Chad, I wanna know more about a Retmo Christmas and what I can do to be connected to that. See one of these two. They are running the show on this and they are organizing that. And it's gonna, like, I'm just, I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing and it's going to be probably the biggest outreach we've ever done as a church. And uh, I'm very excited about it. All right. I want to do one more thing here that we're talking about for our communities. Um, I want um, to just, so every month as a church, um, part of our heart as a church is missions and outreach. And our management team a few years ago said, um, we need to pull back money every month that we set aside for missions and outreach. And so we, we give much more than this, but we set aside $3,750 every month that comes in from your giving that we pull aside, that we put into missions and outreach. We give to other missions organizations, other outreaches. And so we give $3,750. We pull that. That's what goes maybe to help even pay for like the Church of the Highlands donation that we're giving there. We just figure out ways we can serve. It's, plant, it's put wells in the ground. It's done multiple things. Last year, it paid for Christmas in Africa. And that's what that money does. Well, this year, we wanted to do something different. And so, to, um, so I want every single family, I want one representative from every family to stand to your feet. One representative from every family, please stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. If, you're, if you represent a family, stand up. All right, listen. Now I need my ushers. We're giving every family, we're giving back to you $3,750 today. And every one of you are gonna get $20 or $30. And we're asking you, now listen to me, you can take this $20 or $30 and if you say, I need it for groceries, you can go buy groceries. Our heart is that you would use this to serve somebody. And uh, you could even look around you and say, hey, let's get together with three or four families and pool our mix. Keep standing because I wanna talk to you about this. You're either getting $20 or $30, Okay. And so you can say, well, what can I do with 20 or 30 bucks? I'm gonna tell you in just a minute. But you can look around you and pull it. Like uh, some of our 50 plus group can say, hey, let's all put this together. Now we've got $500 and go serve the family. Go buy somebody groceries. Call up somebody and says, hey, do you need gas? Whatever, we want you to serve people from your community. We want you to come up with ideas and ways you can serve people in this community. Here's some simple ways. Tasha uh, has told me multiple times, Malik, our eight-year-old son, has a heart for uh, the homeless. And every time he sees homeless people, he's like, mama, we gotta do something. So they've been talking about about getting Ziploc bags and putting soap and socks and tissues and towels and things that can serve them. And so when they see one, they can just pull up one of those bags and they can reach out and give it to them from our eight-year-old. That's something you could do. You could go to Walmart and buy some bags and some stuff for homeless people and just serve them. You can go to Walmart and you can say, hey, I want to see somebody and say, hey, I'm paying your first $20 on your grocery bill today. You can go to McDonald's and sit in McDonald's line and pay for two or three people behind you and just tell them, if somebody says, why am I doing it? Because Jesus loves you. We're not asking you to get credit. We're not asking the church to get credit. We just, want, we just want us to serve. And so you have that money. You can use it yourself. Hey, and, and listen to me. If you need that 20 bucks for yourself, use it. Here's the, here's the only condition. You can't put this back in the offering, all right? You have to use it either for your family or to serve another family. And you can, like I said, pool those resources. So anyway, you guys can be seated. And we just want you guys to do that, all right? And then the last thing is, is how can we serve our world? And... Uh, and if our pianos will come back up this morning, we'll just close this out with that. 
So most of you know, over the past several years, our primary focus has been Zimbabwe and it will continue to be. We just sent um, over $21,000 to Africa to build a uh, project and village in a village called Pumala South that we partnered with Convoy of Hope. And we just sent over $21,000 there to build a building where they can worship. We're getting ready to send another $7,500 to a project in Doyana. That's the church that started out of our church in Halmine. Um, Christmas every year, we give away, we give about $5,000 there um, to give away gifts. We wanna dig wells in South Africa and Zambia and Zimbabwe. It's about $10,000 each well. And we, these are things we do with our giving. Why? Because we wanna make a difference. This is what called us to do. You don't give so that the church hoards your money. We found out at Destiny Church in 2009 when we serve and when we release our gifts and talent, the Lord pours back more than we can handle. And that's our heart. We wanna serve. And we love what we've been doing and we'll continue to do more in our community and in our church and in our city and in our world. In fact, here's my vision. My vision is that Destiny Church gives 25% of our yearly income to missions and outreach. We're not there yet. We're a long ways from it. But that's my vision. But that's my ultimate goal. I don't wanna just ask you guys to be generous. I want you to see that your church is generous and that your church gives. So a few more places that we are helping out is we're working with Joyce Myers, son, David Myers. He runs an organization called Hand of Hope. We're helping to build a, partnering together to build a factory um, in Zimbabwe that'll feed people from all over um, Africa. One Child Matters, who we do all of our child sponsorship with, they've actually reached out to me and they said, we wanna sponsor 100,000 kids. We're at 40,000 kids. We wanna sponsor 100,000 kids. And they said, would you help us create the vision for that? And so Tosh and I are actually going to Colorado at the end of this month to help them create vision to reach 100,000 kids. They're doing that through our church. There's a lot that we're asking of, a lot we're doing. And so today as I close, what would you attempt to do? What would you attempt to do if you knew nothing was impossible to do? If you knew that nothing was impossible, what would you attempt to do? Well, for me, you just heard it. A lot of what I just shared with you is my impossible dream. But Luke chapter 18, verse 27 says, the things that are impossible with people are possible with God. And I wanna tell you today, I don't know what impossible dream you have in your heart. And I don't want you just to walk away from this church today saying, well, I heard my church's vision. I want you to partner with this vision, yes, but I want you to have a vision in your own heart for your own family. And so we have, now is our time, Destiny Church. It's time to think big. It's time to dream big. It's time to dream impossible dreams. And we're asking you to be a part of it. So if everybody would, please stand. I wanna pray over you today. And I know some people think, you know, you, I wish you would have preached some fiery message, but listen, if we don't keep vision in front of us, the Bible tells us we stumble, we fall. And so I want you to know where your church is going. I wanted you to know where your church has been, but I want you to know where we're going because we have a plan and God's put vision deep in our hearts and we're gonna accomplish this vision. And I'm asking all of you to jump on board and help us see it, help it come to pass. Who knows, what's God speaking in your heart? What's God asking you to do to help this vision? What's God saying to your heart? What's God saying to your life? If we all pool our resources together, just like those $20 and those $30 we gave you, man, with $20, I can impact somebody. But if six of us get together and put our $20 together, I can make a bigger impact. If we all do this together, we can accomplish this vision that God has called this church to do, all right? Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for every one of these families. 
today, Lord, I'm not asking of anything. I'm not asking them to sign anything. I'm not asking them to take a commitment card or anything. I just wanted them to hear where their church is going. And Lord, I pray that this vision inspires every one of us. You've called us to accomplish great things. And we believe you're gonna do those great things. And Lord, there's been times when the vision has lingered and we've grown weary and we've grown tired and we've grown like a little bit scared. Is it gonna happen? But Lord, I'm more convinced than ever before that what you've showed us is going to happen. And we thank you for this, Jesus. We love you. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you'd like to learn more about Destiny Church, how to get connected or give online, visit destinychurch.me. Have a great week.